Yo, welcome to a new edition of the Speaker Geeker Podcast. We back, and I'm here with my partners in there, man. My residential, uh, my residential partners, man. My <laughs> <laughs> we residential for sure. <laughs> residential for sure. Lifelong in here, and we got plenty of rooms to fill for the rest of the residents that are coming along, man. So, man, I- I'm definitely here once again. You guys, wipe your wipe your eyelids, right? You you see it. We back. <laughs> we forming like Voltron once again. We here. Matter of fact, we look like the cover from the clips when they had Jesus in the back seat. Yeah, we all three together. <laughs> now don't none of us is Jesus, but you know you get the point. I get what you're saying. <laughs> Without further ado, man, we are here. I'm here with uh, Tommy T, your residential music historian, consumer, enthusiast, and soon to be our residential DJ. Yeah, um, and we got plenty of DJ res- residential DJ friends all on the show, as well as our residential artists in the building, man. Woodbury is here. You understand me? He is our residential artist. He is our residential music Ethereus, if, if that's a word, I try to put a word together real quick. The residential wordsmith. Yes, what was that's the word that's... of the day last week, man. It was like it started with a C. I don't know what it was. <laughs> I don't know what it was. I don't know how to look it up. Yeah, <laughs> I was like, that's cool. That's that's great, right there. <laughs> Absolutely. And then you got me. I'm back with y'all, man. Your residential former music exec, 10 years over in the game, uh, music historian, you might as well say, because I love it so much. And your host of Speaker Geeker Podcast. And we are here with y'all today, man. We got a fun show. We got a lot to talk about. Uh, of course, we got What's in Your Speaker's Top Five with G. We got the news, the tea with Tummy T. And then, of course, man, we, we got our topic of the day. Be on the lookout for our question of the day, our social media question day, which you will see dropping on social media. And then we also, to let all y'all know, we are now moving the show from Tuesday to Wednesday. So be looking out for us to drop on Wednesdays. It just kind of, I don't know, it makes it easier and we like it. So it fits. Middle of the week, boom. Middle of your work week, you need something to get you through, you got us. There you go. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah. So let's get into it, man. I'm ready to enjoy and get some get some conversation in. So you know how we started, man. How y'all weeks been, man? Good. Yeah, the week's been great, man. Um, I got quite a bit accomplished this week, man. If y'all, if it like, I say that because of uh, our married at first sight with August love story. Mm-hmm. Um, we like building out a new set, so it's like changing ever changing so if y'all get a chance man just go check out the uh newest video from august love story on youtube let me know what you think about the uh the set because that's what you know i've been really working on and it's still a process but it looks a lot better so so you're actually building something yeah like wood like yeah we it's it's yes and no so the, the yes part is we actually are building something, but it, we haven't started building that part of it yet. Okay. Uh, the way I got um, got it set up, because if you look at it, if you see us changing around, like basically we're just turning around in the living room or whatnot. But mm-hmm. the way I got it set up now, it's 
meticulous and thought out of I'm going to put this here, I'm going to put that there, and this is going to go right here, and I'm going to put this right there to hide X, Y, and Z. So, um, but no, it's, it's pretty cool to see um, the growth of how the video looks and also like um, I'm starting to challenge myself more as an editor on how things look and stuff. So, cause I had to do color grading with this one and uh, you know, I added the, well, I'm gonna just zoom in on her and take and come out and zoom in on me and come out and stuff like that. So it's like mm-hmm. three different camera views and all type of stuff. So you get a chance, just go check it out. You don't gotta watch the whole video, just watch part of it and uh, you know, let us what you think. Let us know what you think. And if you like the whole video, just watch it all. Yeah. You know, subscribe. Yeah. If you haven't subscribed, subscribe. <laughs> Dirty plug for August Love Story. Shout out to my wife. <laughs> Boom. There you have it. Woodbury. What's up? What's up? What's up, man? I went and looked up that uh that word of the day, man. It was uh the word is conation. Conation. A-T-I-O-N. It's uh the mental faculty of purpose, desire, or will to perform an action. That's the uh the definition of conation. Conation. Yeah. Okay. I got it. Yeah. Yeah. I thought that was a cool ass word. I was like, all right. All right. I thought that was a Greg ass word. I was like, okay. (laughs) (laughs) It really is. That's pretty dope. The act to decide, the act to. Yeah. Yeah. I'm finna put that in the Slack just in case. Yeah, yeah. I appreciate it. <laughs> Absolutely. I like that. Shoot. Uh, get a screenshot. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and we had a whole discussion about Let's writing in the Slack. <laughs> so, I put it in there. Yeah. Word. Oh, man, I read this, uh, this top five, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah man. Yeah, yeah. Let's get into it, man. All right, I'm going to kick it off. Um, This week's top five from me is uh, first song is Isaiah Rashad, What You Said, uh, featuring I Am Dochi is the person's name. I really like that song. Every time it come on, I let it play because it's just smooth as hell. And I like the way uh, I like the way that Dochi's vocals come in on that song. They sound real smooth. Um, Then I listen to this song Lay Up by Future. Um, it's from I think it's Beast Mode, the Beast Mode uh project he had. Mm. And the reason that I listened to it is because a couple years back, me and my cousin Derek and my other cousin Diamond, his sister, we went to New Orleans to go see uh DMX perform, rest in peace. And um when we was there, every time we crossed the street, <laughs> Derek would be like, I'm not just your local pedestrian. And like that's what <laughs> playing in the song and I was like bro what is that from and he was like bro it's a song it's called Layup bro you gotta go listen to that junk and so I started thinking about that and that's what made me play that junk this week then um, the third song of the week for me is uh, Popping My Collar it's 3-6 Mafia featuring Project Pat of course the one featuring Project Pat mm-hmm. and uh, the reason I got to that was because Allison was watching like oh, I guess a TikTok or a reel whatever it is mm-hmm. and somebody was from Memphis, and they was like just counting money in front of a car, listening to the song, and just talking shit. And I was like, nigga, I gotta, I gotta go listen to that. <laughs> so I wouldn't listen to both versions, but I put the one with Project Pat in there because I just remember when it came out in Memphis, they would play both versions of the song. So like, you as soon as it come on, 
you be waiting to see if you're going to hear it. Project Pat be like, color, or if not. And you be like, which version is it? Which version is it? And then you hear popping my color. And you be like, oh, shit, it's the, it's the Project Pat joint. Um, and also a little small uh, epithet. Um, when I was in the, I think I was in 10th grade when that song came out. And I was in Spanish class. And, you know, you got to read. We'll have to read stuff in Spanish or whatever. And it was this one dude in the class, nigga named Jamal. Every time that nigga had to read, he'll do that color shit with how he was reading whatever we had to read for the day. And the teacher didn't know what the fuck that man was doing. So everybody in the class just tripping. And she don't even know what's going on. But it was it was just fun as hell. It was a fun That's time. Funny, man. So um fourth song of the week is uh is by Bia featuring G Herbo. It's called Besito. Uh we're gonna stick with that Spanish vibe because um I just like how it sounds. It's a, it's cool. I don't really like G Herbo that much at all yeah. because it might always off beat, but yeah. it, was, it was cool though. It's a cool song though, so I fuck with that. And then last song for the week is uh, "Smoking Out the Window," Silk Sonic. I saw the video yesterday, bro. That joke was cool as hell, bro. I was like, hell no, nah. these folks really got something going, bro. They uh, they album come out Friday. Yeah, yeah, I know they just come out. It's oh, like eight, well, eight or nine songs. Yeah, that's I, disappointing. I don't care, bro. I, I just want to hear that joint in this yeah. entire. <laughs> yeah, I got my fingers crossed that it'll drop. I'm just yeah. like, uh, I don't know why, but I feel like it still has a chance not to drop for whatever yeah. reason. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they they know they got something too, bro. They really do because video dope. <laughs> that video cool, bro. Like that, and then what was the first one they had? Leave the door open, and then the yeah. second one, Skate. Skate, and, uh, yeah. And I'm like, all three of them songs are good. Mm-hmm. So why is this gonna be a bad project? It can't be. Like they, they like if it's nine songs, they would uh just just over thirty percent. Yeah, like with solid songs. So it's like <laughs> you already good. You already yeah, right. Good. <laughs> you damn near that. Only thing you need is two more songs to be. Yeah. You know, and the intro got Boosie Collins in it, so. There you go. (laughs) Facts. Their odds are are really great, right? (laughs) Yeah. Absolutely. That was a part of my top five, but I got a backup, so. That's what's up. That's what's up. See, I figured that was gonna happen. Yeah, I was like, somebody else gonna say this shit, but I'm gonna say he's like, I'm gonna go first. <laughs> I'm like, cause I ain't got no backup, so I'm just, I'm just going ahead and mine now. Get it out the way. That <laughs> You know something you just made me think about. Y'all know I'm a fan of wrestling, and I feel like when you were saying the whole thing about Project Pat and listening for to hear him in that particular song. Yeah. It just reminded me of wrestling when the nights of when you're, you're you know, back when they had the NWO yeah. and you was like, all right, who's going to be the newest member or whatever. And then it's like, finally, you know, they tease you for weeks and then eventually, finally that person come out and you're like, yeah, that's what I like, you know? Uh, Didn't that one nah, point think about on it. NWO? Yeah, at one point, yeah. It was a Wolfpack NWO. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. Anyway, yeah, that was, yeah. Man, I feel like I interrupted you. <laughs> no, you didn't. Like, damn. I, I'm going to say I, you I did, had but, some, but then I forgot it. I was like, hmm. All right. Oh, we stalled out on that one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you lost your thought. Like, uh, who else was in the NWO? Anyway, go ahead. Everybody. Too yeah. many people. Yeah. Yeah, but yeah, it made me think about that. Uh, 
when that person that you've been waiting to either return or mm-hmm. uh, or show up finally shows up. Man, you know, sometimes folks don't show up on weeks. You be like, what? What? Where is he at? And, man, it, it is. I remember that. Like, uh, I would I would always get excited like when somebody would be gone for a long time. And then they just mm-hmm. randomly pop up. Like you be sitting there watching it and regular ass niggas be doing their regular ass shit. And then you hear the glass break and then stone cold shit come on. You be like, where this nigga been? Hell no. <laughs> yep. That's exactly what it made me think about when you y'all would listen for specifically Project Pat's verse in that song. So yeah. Yeah. Like yeah. bro, I did, like this is just a, a observation I've made um over some of the music that's been put out lately. A lot of influence has come from Project Pat and Three Six Mafia. Oh yeah, uh, the hypnotized yeah. camp. Um, one, I've always believed that Memphis was a hub for music, and two, I see that happening again mm-hmm. with the with the new people from like uh, and I hope he gets out of his situation. Pooh Shiesty, mm-hmm. uh, Duke Deuce, um, Black Youngster, uh, Moneybag Yo. Mm-hmm. Um, that whole little crew, like, bro, it's like a gang of Memphians, mm-hmm. like that that is making it and making Memphis the music hub that it once was, man. And I think that's uh, truly amazing. Just mm-hmm. because if you go to Memphis and you realize the history, you had to come through Memphis to make it anywhere, like white or black back in the day, man. So, um, I'm really appreciating the the what people people are starting to pay attention to um, mm-hmm. the music from Memphis and, and the artists that's coming out of there. So small observation. That's all. Yeah, man. You right. Stick with it, man. What you got for your uh what's your top five this week, uh Tommy, since you uh, gotta substitute one out. Unless I gotta substitute <laughs> one out, man. I'm gonna I'm gonna go to my favorite group. Um Outcast. So fresh and so clean. Um, that I like every time I was cutting my uh, my beard, and I was like, I gotta play some music, so I started playing that, and me and Lily danced to it, and then you know I put it back on repeat. So um, I just remember growing up, man, when I get ready for cl- uh, school and stuff, that's what that's what my morning music would be. <laughs> gotta check myself in the mirror before I leave. Um, next one is uh, Prototype from Outcast. Mm. Um, I don't like at first I didn't like that song, but then like it it had to grow on me, and now it's like one of my favorite songs from Outcast. Um, it's so, like one of, it's one of those songs that I'm not gonna like go intentionally. Uh, oh, I gotta listen to Prototype, you know. Mm-hmm. But it's one of those songs. If I'm listening to Outcast and it plays, I'm going to listen to it again, and so um. That's what I had with that one. What'd you say, Steve? I was going to say, so you do, so you look at Prototype as an Outcast song, I, not an Andre song. It is an Andre song, but I still don't believe that. Like it, I call that Speaker Box and the Love Below an Outcast album. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because I don't say I don't call the way you move a big boy song. Yeah. It's outcast. That's interesting because I, I do because I I view it as two separate albums that they put together. Yeah, yeah. Because I could tell by the inf- you know the influence change. Like the speaker box was the big boy influence. Yeah, and you can tell that Andre's 
you know, The Love Below was Andre's influence. So I always looked at them as two separate albums. Yeah. So when I would say prototype, I look, I say Andre 3000. But, you know, looking at how it's categorized, it's categorized on the outcast. Uh, when you, you know, looking forward on uh, uh, Apple Music or Spotify, it's categorized under outcast. Yeah. Uh, but I've always looked at it as two separate albums. Right. So what would you uh, call ghetto music? Which side was ghetto music on? Because that's on uh speaker box. Yeah, I, 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 I'm singing that song in my head too. Yeah, I, <laughs> I can hear it. I'm trying to. Th- I, I would like whatever okay. side it was on. I would say that was <laughs> Big Boy's record. A big Boy song featuring Andre 3000. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, and that probably is like the actual outcast song there. Uh, uh-huh. Whereas you know, like like pro, like on Love Below, I, I want to say Big Boy wasn't on much of it. But you can't buy them or Rose them separately. Yeah. What you say? You can't Roses because Roses is on there. Too. It's on yeah. uh, Love Below. Yeah, yeah. And I just, I, I guess because the, I feel like that's the influence of Andre's influence. I always looked at it as two separate things. Yeah. Uh, even though it was all one as an Outkast album mm-hmm. and it wasn't like a regular double disc because a lot of people were doing double disc around that time. Yeah. But it was like, all right, you got this first half and then you got this half, but it was still all, uh, all flowed as if an album, whereas this was like, okay. Like the artwork is even like they even separated it with the artwork. Like Speaker Box had Big Boy uh, and Love Below had Andre. Like they really like made an effort to separate separate the two. You know, yeah. so I always looked at it as this must be the you know as Andre's only uh, album. Okay, uh, but that was my first time actually hearing someone say prototype from Outcast when. Uh, I've heard a lot more folks say like prototype under 3000. So that was it. That was uh, interesting to me. But yeah. Man. Yeah. So I don't know, man. What was I? Oh. <laughs> I messed prototype. me up, man. Uh, <laughs> what's the next one? Own It by Jasmine Sullivan featuring uh, Ari Lennox. Um, the next one is Selling Cereal. Currency featuring two chains. That's that's the most random one in here. Selling cereal. I ain't heard cereal. It's off of uh it just came out off. I was like, this main currency done put out like seven seventeen albums this year. This year, so, bro. I'm so behind. He ain't doing nothing but in the studio. <laughs> yeah. I'm ready to hear the new one with uh him, you know, working with Jermaine Dupri and uh yeah, yeah, B. Yeah. Cox. Uh, I'm, I'm, I feel like that one's gonna be, yeah. that's a, gonna be a whole different vibe and an entirely different album, and probably something that we've been waiting for currency for the lonely, longest. Because I think the other stuff always seemed like that formula he sticks to, whereas mm-hmm. this one, even the feel of it feels different because it looks like he's even documenting the process of it. Yeah, like, yeah. Hmm. I'm like, okay, okay. And the snippets we've got, I, I just don't know when it's coming out. Yeah. I don't know if he said anything about it either. I haven't heard anything. Yeah. Shoot, he got so many things he's been trying to drop. So, I mean, I guess once he get through with them, he'll drop that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that might have lost track of time. <laughs> that's, a, that's an alpha regatta. 
Forgot him. Yeah, currency and Harry Fraud. Harry, he like Harry Fraud though, don't? Yeah, you? they work well together, man. Mm-hmm. Like ever since uh cigarette boats, they've been yeah. killing that shit. <laughs> um, what else got we got? Oh, Anthony name. Hamilton. Since I seen you. Since, since I, I seen you. you. Like in the he feeling that? We was cleaning up the other day, and uh, you know. You know, when you're cleaning up in the black in the black house, you got to put music on. Yeah, I, I had it blasting all over the house, man. So we was jamming out to that, man. Anthony Hamilton is uh near and dear to our hearts because we did our first song, uh, our first dance off of one of his songs, and uh, you know he can sing. Yeah, my brother can sing, and that yeah. that was in my top five outside of smoking out the window. Um, by six Sonny. That's gonna be my top five. I just had to mention it. <laughs> <laughs> <a> ball, <laughs> oh man. That man Curse got the weirdest names for songs. Yeah. Selling cereal. Selling and cereal, bro. Cigarette boats. What made me listen to it was two chains though. Yeah. Like I don't yeah, know how, why, does, like, how, does, how does that song compare to uh Capital, what we was talking about last week? It doesn't. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> like like bro, like capital hit me different, you know? Yeah. Selling Syria, it just it's like it was two chains that brought me to the song. Uh-huh. You know, to pay attention to the song. But Capital, I was like, I really like this joint, you know, so but it's still a solid song, man. I like it. I like both of them. I like both of them. Cool. All right, Steve. You up. Here we go. All right. <laughs> bringing up the rear here. So, man, my top five for the week uh, starts off with, man, uh, a rapper that it was interesting because I, I just kind of thought of him at a random moment. And it was someone that I, I was high on for a while. And then uh, I don't know what happened. I, I think he went to jail or whatever, but his name was Fat Trail. Uh, yeah, is yeah. Fat Trail. <laughs> He's still alive, I think. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, man, Fat Trail, man, he had like a banging single called She Fell In Love. And I used to play this record over and over and over again. Uh, so Fat Trail, man, She Fell In Love. Go check that one out uh, on the official Speaker Geek playlist that's coming out this week. Uh, yeah. Next one after that, man, Lotto, Southside. Look at the video. I haven't seen the video. Bro, you got to start watching videos, bro. I'm sorry, man. I, I just don't watch videos that I got used to. But uh, this record right here, man, if you didn't think Lotto could spit, then mm-hmm. then you know now. Uh, especially after she spit on, I can't remember what the show was that she first LA Leakers. on. L.A. Lakers. That's what I thought it was, but I wasn't sure. But yeah, after she's... You saw it? Yeah. Man. She's look. She was up there with the uh with the currency jacket on. Yeah. That's how I saw it. Someone posted in currency, reposted and said, nice jacket. <laughs> so I, you know, it was around that time with the whole young Miami record had dropped, and I was like, uh-oh, what's what's happening here? And mm-hmm. so I clicked on it and I listened to it, and I was just like, this girl got bars, bro. She got bars. She she got a flow. She got bars. She got in. Uh, she got intensity. She knows how to make it. She know how to anticipate, but then she know how to make it sexy at the same time. 
Lotto is the total package. All right. Uh, and I really hope she gets the shine that she deserves because that girl got it. She got it. But we'll see. But South Southside is is that wreck is hard. And then uh, after that, man, Travis Scott, Escape Plan Drop, hard song. I really do uh, enjoy it. From there, I went Future Man, March Madness. And this song, I was, I, I take the, I take the challenger out on the weekends, so I drive that on the weekends, and I got that 15 in the back. And I finally got to where that 15 is beating like it's supposed to, mm-hmm. and I played this record. Yeah. And when I tell you, my, uh, my, my, God, dog, review mirror was shaking. <laughs> my goodness. <laughs> and, I, and I just had it on 15, all right? <laughs> so it is, uh, that's, if you want to listen to a record, uh, in the box with the box on, man, that's one of them. That's one for me, but I like that record anyway. Something about that record gives me a feeling, and I can't describe it, but it's it's just like that. It's just that feeling. But Future's good at doing that type of stuff. So, uh, March Madness by Future's that one. Then the last one, man, to bring up the rear man, Key Glock. Listen, if you ain't want to listen to that Key Glock yet, go listen. Key Glock is hard, period. Dude got dude is hard. Uh, the song that he uh, that I'm that I'm putting on my list, man, it's called "The One." It's about, off of his new album, and it it's a lot of bangers on there. But this one was the one that stood out for me. But keep keep like coming with it, man. Yeah, I ain't listened to that album yet, man. I need to. I forgot it came out. I just went and saved it on my phone now. Yeah, but man. I had forgot the junk came out. I like Key Glock. This this normally what I go to when I feel like getting like that kind of feeling when I'm riding and shit. I'd be like, yeah. let me put on some of this key guys real quick. Cause this man, he got it. And he part of that crop of Memphians that you was talking about, uh Tommy. Yeah. Not too long ago. That man, he he definitely remind me of home. Yeah. It's crazy that uh Gucci man got the same ear, man. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He he collecting over in that uh in that area, man. He got a few people from Mississippi too. Mm. Mm. I think no. uh Big Walk Dog is from Mississippi. Big Walk Dog. Yeah, it's man, another, say it's it another like kid. And then it's a kid from Arkansas. Yeah. That that just signed. Who was it? What's his name? Uh man, I wish you didn't ask me that, man. <laughs> I know you're talking about, I just don't yeah. know his name off the top yeah, of my head right I, now. I can't even remember where I saw that at. The light skinned kid, yeah, yeah. If you go to college, the kid, he still he was still in high school, so yeah, and, and he going too. I think, yeah, I, I featured one of the songs on our yeah, that was the, top five. That's what I was gonna say. You had put that in the top five like two weeks ago. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. He got some. I like him too. But yeah, man, the young guys are coming with it, and it's crazy because when you look at it, Gotti, QC, and Gucci have their hands in that pot and, mm-hmm. and they know what they're doing with it. Uh, and I and Dolph as well. But I but I feel like Dolph is under Gucci. So I kinda leave Dolph Dolph under the whole Gucci because yeah. Dolph does a lot with Gucci and then Key Glock comes because of Dolph. So mm-hmm. uh, so you got that and then you you go over to Gotti who has I mean money bag. <laughs> it's, hey where's ESCG from? Them ain't from uh I want to say Detroit. Yeah, he is. That's right. Uh, I guess it, it I, I don't know why I'd be like, I know he's from Detroit, but when, when he spits, I just don't see Detroit. You know what I'm saying? 
Like, I feel like he's from down south. Mm-hmm. And I guess because he signed with Gotti, it throws me for a bit. And I'll be like, I oh, yeah, yeah, you signed with Gotti, yes. if I'm not mistaken. And I, let me fact check. I don't want nobody jumping down our necks, but if I, uh, if I remember correctly, he signed. He signed with Gotti. So, man, they they got something going, you know. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Yo, Gotti has announced that he rides in Louis. Oh, it says Louisville rapper. Oh, he from Louisville. STG. Yeah, that makes sense because the first time I heard him was on a uh, Jack Harlow song, and both of them from Louisville. <laughs> yeah, that makes, makes sense. sense. Yeah, interesting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He signed with uh, CMG, so. That's what's, up. That's what's up. Yeah, I, like I, I saw him on the interview with Gotti at the Breakfast Club mm-hmm. with Angela Yee. Uh, oh, well, actually, I can't remember if Gotti was there or not. I know Gotti was, sometimes Gotti shows up with people and sometimes he don't, but I remember mm-hmm. seeing that, so that's how I figured, oh, he he was CMG and then, yeah, went on from there. So, shout out to EST. Shout out to EST. All right, man, well, let's do this thing, man. Let's get into this... Uh, this appetizer, not appetizer, but the, this main course. <laughs> is it an appetizer? No, nah, I don't know. Anyway, so I'm going to start with Henry Ruggs, man, is facing two more felony counts, gun charge in connection with fatal crash. So this past week, uh, maybe maybe a week and a half ago, Henry Ruggs was, um, got caught, with, was in a wreck and killed the lady. Mm-hmm. Um, who basically he was driving his car, ran into another car at 156 miles per hour. I don't even know like what 156 miles per hour would look like, like just looking at it. But I know what 80 miles per hour looked like, 85, 90 looks like. And that looks dangerous. So going 156 drunk, let's not forget that part. He was drunk. Um, yeah. ran into this lady. Her car immediately caught on fire, um, and she was killed. Yeah, he's in some trouble, man. He's uh, I think it is his rookie season. Um, basically, he was driving blood alcohol level more than twice the legal limit in the state of Nevada. Mm. Um, let's see what else. Um, so they they decided to the prosecutors decided to charge Rose with additional felony counts of DUI, reckless driving due to injuries suffered by his passenger. What? Anyway, the misdemeanor charges possession of a firearm while under the influence stemming from a load. So he had a loaded gun in the car too. Mm. He was driving a, a Chevy Corvette and uh, God rest her soul, Tina Tenters, is who is the victim he hit. She was uh, driving a Toyota RAV4. Just to uh, kind of go off off of the beaten path real quick, the RAV4s like, are actually really nice-looking cars. It's just not for me. Um, <laughs> Kanye messed that up for me. <laughs> um, Ruggs, who was released on bail for, uh, at $150,000, is being monitored electronically after giving up his passport, could be facing a maximum of 46 years in prison. Brother, the mm. boy is 22, 23 years old. Or 22. He's 22 years old, bro. 
facing 46 years in prison, is confined to his home, is not allowed to drive or consume alcohol, and is scheduled to appear in court for a status hearing this coming Wednesday. Um, Ruggs was released by the Raiders late Tuesday, yes, uh, last week. Um, basically 17 hours after the 3.39 a.m. crash and shortly after he was released from the hospital and booked into Clark County Jail. Um, <laughs> this boy is facing, and I don't mean to call him a boy, this young man is facing a lot of uh, time ahead of him. Um, it's it's sad that the first, the only thing that you can say, well, at least he stayed at the scene and called the police. That's the that's that's by far far like the only positive out of this whole situation. I hope it's like a awakening call for other people. Like there's first off, there's no reason to go that fast. And then secondly, it's like for me, it's like, bro, you got way too much money, you got way too many responsibilities, um, to just be out here recklessly driving. He 22. He don't understand the gravity and stuff like that. Yeah. yeah. I mean, he do now, but he didn't understand the gravity and stuff like that. Driving like that. That's ridiculous. Though. 156. I saw somewhere somebody said, you could have went half as fast and still got a ticket where you was driving. Damn. <laughs> I didn't even think about that. Man. Yeah. Damn. Because, yeah. yeah, that'll put him at what? 78 miles per hour or so? Yeah. Yeah, the right. speed limit is what seventy. Mm. He's on the interstate. Yeah. Damn, I didn't even uh, think about that, man. But it's it's just, man. It's, like as a as a teammate, what do you say to him? Like, what do you? Ain't do nothing you can say. Ain't nothing you can say that's gonna be more impactful than what he's going through right now. Yeah, I'm sure he's at home right now. Reliving it over and over again, probably asking him that question of, bro, why didn't I just, why didn't I just call it Uber? Why didn't I just wait a little longer? Why did, why did I have to push the gas? Right now, he's asking himself a bunch of why questions. Mm -hmm. And right now, he has to grow up really quickly Mm -hmm. because, like Jesus says, you know, 22 years old, like I think about, think back to when I was 22, like everybody's different, but. I'm 22 with not a lot of money driving in a Crown Vic. And man, I, I push the gas on the interstate, you know, with a V8, you know, get back to chat, uh, at, at, you know, at, at a certain, you know, at a certain amount of time coming from MTSU. So you give a 22 year old all this money and a supercar. Yeah. Yeah. In Nevada. Yeah. Where it's flat and there's no hills. Like, man, it is, it's unfortunate. And I, I hate that the lady died. That's the yeah. biggest part that sucks. And, you know, right now, I think he's just sitting around like, why? Why Why did I do that? Like, of all the things I could do, why did I do that? You know? Man, man I mean, it is, like G said, it ain't really nothing you can say at this moment to him. I mean, you say as you can, you can give him the well wishes. You can tell him, "Hey, we all made mistakes on it." But man, he's probably sitting at his house right now, replaying this over and over and over again. Yeah, it's uh, 
Man, it's just. It's like, bro, I'm just like, have you seen the pictures of the car? Yeah, both cars. I, yeah. I didn't know it was a RAV4. I thought it was a Tesla. Nah, it was a RAV4. Like, I wasn't sure what it was. That's how I know it was like bad because her car was like burnt to a crisp. Mm-hmm. And then his uh, Corvette, man, the front, front was end gone. was gone. <laughs> yeah, I oh, was, was surprised gone. that they both uh, survived. But they say, you know, when you're under influence and you have like a wreck like that, you're mm-hmm. more relaxed. So your body more limbo, but so a lot of people end up surviving those type of wrecks. Yeah. So it is oh man. Yeah. Man, it's it's crazy. I feel bad for, for both parties involved. One because uh the lady died, but two because this he's twenty two years old. Mm-hmm. And it's it's like we've all made bad decisions, right? And yeah. that bad decision could have gone a complete different way, and our lives could have been changed in such a in such a way. Um, the thing that I think about the most is, does he still have a career ahead of him? Let's say he gets uh, five, six, seven years in, or ten years in, that puts him at thirty-two. Does he mm-hmm. still have a career in uh, professional sports? Probably not. Yeah. I don't say no. Yeah. I don't think anybody would touch him. Yeah. And that's another thing, too. It's like, do do you think that he needs to be the lesson in this this situation? Or do you feel like um, a lot of these pro athletes are getting away with too much reason why we have these – things happening because this could have solely been prevented if some some type of disciplinary action should have like been incorporated a long time ago you know well I guess he was on his personal time too but still yeah I don't know I'm not sure if it was anything that anybody outside of him could have really done to prevent this from happening. Like he had to have had a friend. Like, bro, we couldn't be together. Like all of us being in the same city, and I let you get in your car. You're drunk, and uh, thinking you finna go somewhere. First thing out of my mouth is, "Nah, bro, just stay here." Yeah. Second thing is, I'm gonna get you a ride home. It ain't no third, cause we gonna get the fighting. <laughs> like the only way you leave is if we if we get to fighting and you beat me. <laughs> That's the only way. But it, it's like I feel like, um, like even in college, man, we had spaces around. Like, like I didn't drink a, a lot. I smoked a lot. So mm-hmm. even though like driving and smoking, like driving, it's still driving under the influence. But I feel like going slow, then swerving everywhere. Is is a little bit better, you know what I'm saying? So, <laughs> I'm like, going slow, man. <laughs> going like, bro, slow. Bro. <laughs> I, it, it, it's 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 how it was like yeah. basically in college, man. You know, niggas yeah. drink. We like, yeah, I drive, man, because I ain't drinking. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, but I ain't drinking. <laughs> I drank more than uh, than I did indulge in the smoke. 
And I, I was one of them people that could drive afterwards. Yeah. De- you know, like depending on the level, like I could, and really it was just based off of memory. Um, but, you know, I have had those close calls to be like, yeah, you shouldn't do that again. <laughs> and right, I feel like, you know, I feel like whatever it was, he's done this before and he's gotten away with it. And this was the night that he didn't. Yeah. yeah. And unfortunately, like just thinking back to 156 miles, like I don't even think this, bro. <laughs> yeah. I've never crazy. like I've hit a hundred. Mm-hmm. And uh and and the BMW. Bro, you can't see shit. <laughs> you well, can't see you, shit, man. <laughs> yeah, and, and that's my point. It's kind of it, it's scary. You be like, uh, mm-hmm. all right, let me let me slow down. It like, makes, it, it's you think twice. You be like, all right, I'm 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 doing too much. <laughs> yeah, and the thing is, it, it was I wasn't trying to. Yeah, like, I was just rolling, and I looked down. And I was like, whoa, I'm at. 99. <laughs> and that was just how smooth the car was. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm thinking about 156. You're trying to go 156. You don't accidentally get past uh, 100. You don't, you don't uh, accidentally get there. No, nah, not past 100. Because at some point you feel it and you're like, let me look down. And you, because you, you feel it. You either going to go on one of them humps and you, <laughs> everybody going to kind of, oh, oh. Slow down. Or are you going to look down and be like, hold up. You're going to look down and be like, I'm moving a little too fast. Let me slow down. 156 is freaking scary. Like, bro, you going to look out the window and shit passing you like a streak of light. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like that shit. Like, bro, you can't see shit going 156. No. You know? No. That shit is like... And it's like... Win. Your reaction time is not going to be conditioned well enough for you to nah. make any kind of real reaction if you do see something. Mm-hmm. Like if right. you're driving and you see ahead of you, like, oh, it's a car right there. I'm going to try to move over here. But you're going to underestimate how much time it's going to take you to get from here exactly. to that car. Absolutely. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. So, because we ain't trained race, uh, race car drivers. No, nah, we not. We don't have much time. Yeah. <laughs> 80 is not 156 people. <laughs> it's double. 90 ain't 156. Trust me. It's just double, man. Yeah. Wow. That's crazy, bro. When they said like his speed, I was like, damn. He was he was asking for 156, bro. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, the way out. Yeah. Henry Ruggs, man, facing 40 plus years in jail. So that put him at what 60 something? Yeah. Um I yeah, man. I pray for you, brother. <laughs> we know you're not gonna drive no more. No. no. So um no. yeah. I hate that form, man. I hate that. I really do. Anyway, moving right along, man. I wanted to talk to this uh, with you guys just because when I first heard about it, I was like, I was like, uh, okay. But then as I as people started talking more about it and, and we started hearing more stories about it, um, I got a little bit more interested. So last week, Aaron Rodgers was uh, like uh What's the word? He was tested. He tested positive for COVID-19. Not mm-hmm. a big deal, right? 
like like I said, like when I first heard it, oh, Aaron Rodgers tested positive for COVID-19. He's not going to play Sunday. The big deal came when they was like, he's going to be out for 10 plus days or something like that. Mm-hmm. And protocol for the NFL <laughs> is, I think if you're vaccinated, you can't, you can't play that next game, I think, but it's like you still can be involved. But if you're unvaccinated, you have to basically go quarantine for so long. And I'm paraphrasing, so don't quote me on that. But um, the problem comes, Aaron, Aaron Rodgers said that he was immune, immunized. Mm-hmm. And for everybody else that was listening to that conversation, was the question before that was, have you been uh, vaccinated? And he said, I've been immune, immunized. However you say that word. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Everybody thought he's he was saying that he got vaccinated. Um, he's been in interviews, um, post-game interviews, no mask, around people, no mask, and stuff like that, knowing that he was unvaccinated. Um, mm-hmm. The interesting part is how people... <laughs> and I say people, I was looking at the Stephen A. Smith uh, uh, First conversation take. about uh, Kyrie Irving, and mm-hmm. then they did a comparison. Uh, him and I think Jay Will was yeah. on First Take talking about his response about Aaron, Aaron Rodgers. Mm-hmm. If you know, if you anybody watch First Take or just pay attention to sports, Stephen A. Smith is a big player in, in commentary about sports. Um, he went completely off on Kyrie Irving. Everybody had a uh, a uh, thing to say about Kyrie's decision not to play. He's selfish. He's this. He's that. Um, one thing you can't say about Kyrie that you can't say about Aaron Rodgers that's different. Like the situations are different um, is that Kyrie didn't lie. He stood on what he said and, and meant what he said. Kyrie was like, I don't want to play because I don't want to get vaccinated. And Aaron Rodgers was like, I want to play, so I'm going to tell him I got vaccinated. Come to find out he didn't. Um, that's big business, man. Uh, how do you guys feel about the punishment or think the, like, do you do you hold um, the Packers organization more responsible? for this behavior or do, or do you put everything solely on Aaron Rodgers? Because at the end of the day, you have to realize the Packers had to know that he was not vaccinated. Yep. Or Aaron Rodgers um, lied to them and should be in jail, which I don't think is the case. Yeah. Uh, from what I understand is they knew. From what I understand. I think they said that on even on first take. Yeah. And for me, I think the whole organization needs to be punished. Well, I'm just being honest. Uh, I, did you hear what he said on the Pat McAfee show about that's what I was looking for? I heard he said something, but I couldn't uh I couldn't find the actual article without looking at the video. It well, it's an article out there somewhere. Uh but basically he was saying that. And I'm going to paraphrase because I don't know it word for word, but what he was saying was that he was, uh, he's allergic to one of the ingredients in the Pfizer or the Moderna. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, some small ingredient. So he decided not to take, he said he consulted a doctor, you know, people, well, no, he said he consulted 
people of the medical profession, not doc. He didn't specifically say doctors. I'm starting to listen to Aaron Rodgers different now because he used that word, and they brought it up on first day too. Why did he use that word immunization when you know all he had to say was I'm vaccinated or I'm not? So now looking at it, it's like, yeah, you 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 was pretty sleazy for that moment, and what he was saying that he you know did this different procedure and. The thing that grinded my gears was that he was like, yeah, and I'm, you know, since I've been sick, I was talking to Joe Rogan. And I'm like, come on, man. Joe Rogan was out here taking horse drugs for this stuff. Like, <laughs> please, people, chill. And it it pisses me off, really, because, man, it, like he won't, he won't, he won't, he didn't want to take the Johnson Johnson because he wasn't sure of it. But you do all this fact checking, but did you <laughs> did you get the right facts? Like, and then you still end up getting it, and now you want to backtrack and say, "I I know I didn't lie." You lied. Straight up, man. Straight the question was, "Are you lied. vaccinated?" Not did you take a different procedure, be immunized? Because obviously you're not, you know, uh, immune. It didn't work. Whatever you did. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and he brings up the whole, and he also in that uh, Pat McAfee interview, he brought up the whole Israeli uh, research about, you know, if you catch it, then you'll be, you know, that's your best case of being, you know, saying immune to it. After you catch it, you should be immune. But that's, that's false because there's people out here that catch it twice. So to me, it's, it's, it grinds my gears because I'm like, bro, stop looking for every excuse, you know? Like, just just stop. Like, you lied, take your lie, and I think he should be suspended. I I think the organization needs to be reprimanded to a certain extent because they allowed this to happen. You put people in danger, whether they was uh, unvaccinated or not. Like, this is the rule. Like, I, at this point, this is what we need to happen. You, you know, the NFL as a whole, hey, that shows me that y'all just don't respect the NFL. You know, like, y'all don't, you know, like, why a lot does it happen? What if someone else caught it and ultimately ended up dying from it? Like, I, I don't get it. Like, people are just so selfish these days. Like, stop being selfish, bro, and pay attention that it's more than just about you. Yeah. Like, yeah, you're allergic to, you know, something in it. Take the dang Johnson Johnson and, and chill out. You, you know? took a horse drug. Huh? He took a M M Vermacin. Did he do it? Yeah, I don't know was, if he... this is what the the article I put in the slide uh, that Jamil Hill wrote. She said Rogers insisted that he is not in the crosshairs of the woke mob and wanted to to defend himself before my final nail gets put in mm -hmm. my council culture. This is what he said on the McAfee show. Indeed, Rogers marked every box on the right wing bingo card. He insisted that he is a critical thing. He referenced Martin Luther King. Hold on, wait, wait, wait. I'm reading the wrong part. <laughs> <laughs> oh, here it, is, here it is. Here it is. He referenced Martin Luther King Jr. out of context, and he said that he said he had taken ivermectin. Yeah, is yeah. that the is that the horse drug? Mm -hmm. I believe so. Okay, I heard that by the uh, Joe Rogan's mouth. Okay, and, and yeah. he said he took that after consulting the popular uh, libertarian leaning podcaster Joe Rogan, who has said he took the veterinary. Deworming drug after contracting um, the corona. Why? Why take it afterwards? Because I would take a deworming drug. 
because they say it's is they claiming that it's helping. But what what Joe Rogan hasn't said in the same sentence is that he also went and got the antibody stuff too to get past COVID. So people think it's helping them getting past COVID, but it's not. Like doctors have said, don't take that drug. It's it's not for humans. And they're taking it. Like, and it's even some doctors that are prescribing it to some people. And it's it's stupid. It's a horse drug, bro. Like, I don't get why would you you don't want to take this vaccine that much that you would take something that's for horses to be dewormed. Yeah. I don't get it. I don't need to like like, I don't get I don't get why um, I'm trying to think of like if I bake goods right Mm -hmm. and and let's say Greg you you uh, you created grills like you made grills grills was your thing and Steve you chop wood so I bake goods (laughs) Steve chops wood, Greg, you, you create grills and, you know, and stuff like that. So why would I go to Steve to ask Steve anything about a grill knowing that he just chops wood? Yeah. Well, why would Steve go to Greg asking him, how do you make a donut? Knowing he only makes grills. You see what I'm saying? Yeah, it's the dumbest thing in the world. (laughs) Like when when Greg is saying, "Hey, this is what you do to make a grill, and this is how the grill works." Mm -hmm. But somebody asks me or Steve about how does a grill work? How do you make a grill? You know, like that's just dumb. I can even understand if somebody said went to Steve and said, "Um, "How can I light my grill?" Steve chops wood, so I'm assuming he knows things about wood, but why would you ask me that? Yeah. That same question. So it's it's, it's like, why would you go to Joe Rogan, a podcaster? He may know some information about COVID, you know, because he l- looked up some type of uh, research, but why wouldn't you go to somebody that's actually studying this stuff? We all have access to those people. It's like a that's like a symptom of a larger problem, in my opinion, because it's like with the advent of the Internet and like access to so much different information, what's happening is rather than trust people who have expertise in a certain area, we trust the people who like I guess that we 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 trust their point of view more. Got the loudest Uh, bullhorn. Not even that, not even the loudest bullhorn, but just like somebody who has said things that you agree with in the past, mm-hmm. you want to hear them say something in order for you to believe that it's true. It's like mm-hmm. a, a, a chief in, in India type deal, like somebody's going to be the follower. Yeah, it's like you have, yeah, you have your elected leader in your mind. Yeah. It's like, this is my thought leader, Joe Rogan. This is the person that says things that normally I agree with what he says. Mm-hmm. So, Whatever he says, I'm gonna feel like it's more like the truth. Yeah. And if it is in direct contention with what somebody else is saying, I'm gonna say that I don't trust that information because I normally trust what he says. And not rather question that. Yeah, and I'm a I'm a question that because I, I think that he does his homework type of shit. And it's like, but at the same time, even if he does all the homework in the fucking world. <laughs> 
he may not be doing the right homework because he's not a doctor. Right. Mm-hmm. He don't know what he should be studying. He's studying blindly. And he just put he piecing things together to try to make a picture rather than having a map of what the puzzle looked like for real. Yeah. Like he just mm-hmm. took pieces and was like, oh, I'm gonna just put these together because these look like they go together. But then at the end, it don't give you the picture that the box say. Right, right. The doctors, <laughs> the doctors are giving you the box and saying, this is how you put it together. <laughs> like putting something together, you got like 10, uh, yeah. 10 pieces still left over. Like, yeah, you where, go? Like, where the hell must put these pieces at? And also, why I got a dog and it says supposed to be a coyote? Like, What's the difference? <laughs> like, what I do wrong? <laughs> it's, Bruh, it's, it's, it's the it's weirdest perfect. thing, man. I never understood why people do that. Like, why would I question somebody that's actually studying this? I don't know. Okay, so one thing I know for sure, like, um, and this comes from my days of being around a lot of hotel-ass niggas, is like, <clears throat> you do have people who distrust certain um, authority figures. Which and a lot of the times that stuff is very valid stuff about like when when the vaccines first started to come out and you had black people talking about oh, I don't want to take that because of like the Tuskegee experiments and things like right. that or things like that that's a valid fucking concern I understand it but it's only a valid concern to the extent that like more research doesn't come out that says this is fine yeah <laughs> so like as more research comes out and then also as you start to get black people who also have the same history as you and they they study this for a profession as well. They looking at this with your best interest in mind and they going in and saying, this is fine. You, you'll be all right if you take this shot. It's like eventually you start to warm up to the idea of, okay, I can take this vaccine because the, not only is the expert saying this, but also the person I trust is saying this. Mm-hmm. So you got two things on your side at that point. And so my thing is like, why do you get everything that you need as far as like this is right, and you still keep saying I don't know about that. I'm straight. <laughs> like, why you feel like I'm straight? What What are you waiting on? Right. <laughs> what else you need? Are you waiting to get it and be up in that hospital begging for it at the, at that point? Yeah, like you don't need to do that. That's dumb. Why you want to wait until you get sick and then now you in a terrible predicament? Yeah, I never, I never. Uh understood why people were so against COVID. Like, at, at one point, you had to convince people that it was real. Yeah, I remember that. You know, yeah. um, and then at another point, they come up with this vaccine. You got to convince people to get the vaccine. It's like, no, the cases are, I think the cases are going down. I haven't paid attention to it a lot lately. Um, but I think the cases are going down. You know, a lot of deaths are going down and stuff like that, but it's still around. We're still in the, technically in the pandemic. Um, It's like, where do you guys get the idea that it's not real, that you have to be convinced that it's real and, and all of this stuff. And it's like, how do we get out of this? Like one way we're not getting out of it is the Aaron Rodgers example by him telling everybody, nah, I got immunized and, and, Come to find out he hadn't caught followed the protocol that his job set up. Yeah. Like this dude, for me and and my opinion, Aaron Rodgers need to be suspended. I don't care how good of a quarterback he is, he still works under that shield. That shield mm-hmm. had uh protocols in place. 
He didn't follow those and he deceived the people and put the people in that's around him in danger. Because the thing about it is, what about the people that were not vaccinated that told them they were not vaccinated? Mm-hmm. You know, because they have to move differently yes. around people that are vaccinated and, and unvaccinated. Now, if it's a group of unvaccinated people, then yeah, they can move the way they need to. But the unvaccinated people needs to take more precaution around the vaccinated people. Yep. You know what I'm saying? Or it might be vice versa, but the same thing. Yeah. But um like that's why I think it needs to be um more serious uh things happen to Aaron Rodgers and the Packers organization. I don't think the Packers need to be like suspended or anything, but they need to be fined like hell um, for being negligent. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. For pure yeah. negligence, they need to get like the book thrown at them. Wasn't uh, wasn't it a team that they took away like their their wins? Or something? It was somebody. Was it a college team? I can't remember who it was. But it was a college team. Teams they, are the only ones I've ever seen get. Uh, like stripped of anything. Yeah, somebody did. And I'm be honest with you. A fine, I don't think a fine gonna do it because they make billions of dollars. Yeah. I, well, I'm reason, reason I I'm I as said, far as well, I was gonna say reason I said fine is because I don't think the people that actually did the correct thing should be mm-hmm. uh uh, what's the word? Uh, punished. Yeah. You know, penalized for oh, doing yeah. what was right. You know, this this happened with one person who who basically is their largest, is their biggest star. It's mm-hmm. Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers is the Packers' biggest player. You gonna make well, sure he happy before you make sure anybody else is happy on that team. Yeah. So. Uh, nah, I get that point. I get to that point for sure. Where I'm at with it is the organization knew, which yeah. means they had to. Yeah, they had to, which means other folks knew, which means there's a lot of folks walking around there and they, they just lying and they ain't got no respect for nothing and no, no one else. Uh, for the people who was vaccinated, it sucks for them, but man, I, shoot, I was thinking, hey, make them an example. <laughs> like, look, Y'all had a person in there who's tested positive. The CDC guidelines say if you within this many feet of this person, y'all need a quarantine. Make the entire organization quarantine. Mm. They lose. Hey, they next games are wins for whoever they was playing, and they and they got to sit they tail out. Like make a real example where you like, wait, what do you mean? Like something that people ain't never seen. Because a fine is a fine is always there. Hey, yeah. Give us one one point two million. Okay, mm-hmm. here it is. We'll make it back in the next couple of games. I'm like, no, quarantine all of them. How yeah. about it? Let's take them <laughs> off the field. Yeah, because yeah. I mean, that's an actual guideline to do. Yeah, it's so like, we, well, just do the two week guideline. They missed yeah. two games, <laughs> and so at the end of the season, <laughs> at the end of the season, if they was two games out of contention for the playoffs, they'll be thinking about that shit. They'd be like, damn, we would have had a chance. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But this nigga wanted to lie. Yeah. Or or another thing, you could just like, but that's punishing the people. I guess going along with what y'all said is just exclude them from the playoffs. 
that's a, that's a, like all the way down there. But yeah, you can do that too. Like yeah, like no matter what your record is, you can't win the Super Bowl this year. Dang, that's another one. Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah. Because then that doesn't even like make it to where you can't play games. It just says like you're not gonna play no more after the season over. Yeah, after yeah. week eighteen, you're done. Good luck next year. You can have the best, and and I feel like that that punishes too much of the whole team of the players because players like yeah in college it's okay to do stuff it's it's not okay because they're being punished but in the professionals this is their job you need yeah. to fire whoever you know you need to fire but the organization needs to keep turning you know so yeah. I don't know man um I'm looking at the time man um I'm finna go on and get get to the the big ones that we wanted to talk about. Um, first off, Travis Scott and the Astro World Festival um, was this past weekend. Was it was it Friday that this incident happened? Um, I think it was Friday. Basically, yeah. eight people was- were killed. A bunch mm-hmm. of people were sent to the hospital. Um, let's see what it's happened. Yeah. Witnesses say the surge, it was a large group of concert goers rushed toward the main stage shortly after 9 p.m. to to catch Scott's headlining performance. Witnesses say the surge caused attendees to fall to the ground and pass out as others screamed for help and pleaded for the show to stop. Everything was normal until Travis Scott posted the, uh, what did he say? Everything was normal up until when Travis posted the time he was going to get on stage. 22-year-old Donovan Davis told Rolling Stone, that's when it just got wild. The crowd was moving so violently that people fell on top of us, and when they fell, people fell on top of them. There was layers and layers and layers of people falling. Um, That makes me think of, uh, I don't know if y'all watched Game of Thrones, but it's a scene in one of the episodes where like they fighting and all the people get stacked up on top of each other. Yeah. And like that's that's one of the hardest scenes in TV I ever watched because it made me claustrophobic just watching it. Yeah. It's just Man. bodies on top of bodies and like they can't even move. They just in there like gasping for breath and shit. Yeah. It's like I can't imagine that's how you go out. Nah. And you can't even like fend off anything. Yeah, yeah, like, bro, it's crazy. It's it's so sad. I think uh, my wife was reading something where she said a ten year old was killed Damn. in that, and I, I just have to hold on. Also confirmed, a fourteen year old was among those who died. The other victims were a sixteen year old, two twenty one year olds, two twenty three year olds, and a twenty seven year old. Um, so it wasn't a. Uh, of those patients remain hospitalized, including a 10-year-old who is said to be in uh, critical condition. So the 10-year-old didn't die, thank God. But um, it was a 14-year-old, 16-year-old, and some 21-year-olds, two uh, 23- and 27-year-olds um, that were killed. Like, bro, like, I, I just, like, I, I go to uh, the One Music Fest, well, I haven't been in the last two years, but when we go to the One Music Fest, we see, like, how like the crowds can just be like just a crowd of people. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Like we never are in that point. Like we're always off to the side somewhere standing. Cause I'm like, I'm not going to go down there. Cause I can't get out easily. 
Mm-hmm. As, a, as a, like, I don't know what it is. It's the weirdest thing I do. But when I go somewhere, I'm always looking at how will I leave? Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, it's like extremely weird, but I park on streets facing mm-hmm. outward so I can go. But um, I see what it looks like. I haven't watched any video or anything like that. Like people were saying that they were crawling up to the camera people trying to get them to stop the yeah. show. Um, security guards that. trying to stop the show and stuff. What'd you say, Steve? Mm-hmm. I saw that video. Yeah, uh, so that um, was tough to watch. It it is, man. It it's the it's tough to hear about because it's at a music festival. You yeah. know, like basically, people go to a music festival to have a good time. You know, listen to some music, see some of their favorite artists, and this is what happens. And this is the the bad side of music festivals. It's like mm-hmm. nothing was intentional, but it's just. Oh, I gotta push forward, you know. Um, that shit crazy. I think Travis Scott. What did Travis Scott say? I didn't get a chance to watch the video, but I he saw that you. He never would have imagined this happening. Like yeah. what? Like what ended it? I don't Y'all know. know. Like, I don't know. Yeah, I, I I don't know what ended the concert. I, I watched it, but I didn't watch to the end. Yeah. So I mean, even looking at it when I was actually watching it on my phone because Apple Music showed it, you couldn't tell that that had happened. Yeah. And uh, I don't know what ended it. And, and I did look at the video of the young, it was a young woman and a young male and they were climbing up to where the uh, guys with the camera and it's like, stop the show, there's somebody dead down there. And mm-hmm. the dude with the camera is like super confused, like what? I what you know he's trying to do his job at the same time they're like because you know normally no one goes up there with them yeah so i think it is probably was a danger for them to just be crawling up there yeah and he's probably freaked out because he's the only person that's normally there yeah and then on the top of that you're telling him there's someone dead down there and you're like wait you know uh yeah man I, I'm, yeah. Travis basically said what, uh, uh, what what G said, but he also said that they're working with everyone to get to the bottom of it, to figure out what happened, what went wrong. Because he normally, you know, he wants his fans to leave with a, you know, saying a good experience. Mm-hmm. So I don't. I mean, I don't that's crazy, man. And and yeah. one thing I can say about Travis Scott that I like is I think he's a very innovative person. Artist, mm-hmm. just because he did the uh, the concert on what is it Fortnite? Mm-hmm. Yeah, like for, yeah. For that me dope. to see, like I think I seen a like pieces of it on YouTube. Mm-hmm. I was like, because I think Steve the one told me about it. And I was like, what? And uh, looked at it. I was like, this is one. This is different. Two. This is probably the start of something. Yeah, you know, so um, Travis Scott is definitely for the kids. Yeah. He loves the kids, and dude is massive. My son uh, likes listening to his music as well, and actually seeing him. And yeah, I, I, looking at that video, I think he's heartbroken by it happening because I don't. I mean, you, you can't blame him. He was, nah. you know, going on stage. Yeah, and this is a tragedy that 
I'm definitely didn't he definitely didn't want to be associated with. I'm sure, but uh, I, I wanted to ask G has a feeling in Houston because he's there, and because you know we can see it from the TV, but being there and like going out to just saying the grocery store, I'm sure you feel something. Uh, I'm sure it's way different after that because that's yeah. Shoot, I don't know. Um, it I haven't felt any effects of it personally, like as far as like going out and seeing people and things like that. Now, when I go to when I go back to work on Monday, I might hear some things from the kids and things like that. Um, mm-hmm. Just because, shoot, they you said it was a fourteen year old. Some of my kids might know that person, mm-hmm. so <clears throat> anything could happen. I don't know, but. I haven't felt any direct effects of it now. And I haven't seen any of the news cycles since then either. Um, Interesting. I've seen things on Twitter. Um, Cause I know one of those videos they show when it was still like the middle of the day, it looked like on the video and it was breaking through the fence and everybody was like falling all over each other at the fence. And that was happening like right in front of the newscasters. Like mm-hmm. the um, ABC 13 news was right there, like with their cameras and stuff, like watching it and then trying to, at one point you see them trying to go over there and try to direct traffic and be like, hey, y'all stop coming through the fence, that kind of shit. Um, yeah. Were they like coming through the fence? It, like it, it was kind of like a illegal, like. Yeah, I think the fence was up and then they pushed it down. Oh, okay, okay. They pushed the fence down and then people started coming through and then folks started tripping and falling and then when folks fell, more people fell and then more people fell and then it became like this clog, like a fucking blood clot with red blood cells and shit. And um, then you see some people get out and like as soon as they get out, they pull out their phones and like start filming like what's going on. And I'm like... This is where we at. Like, as a, <laughs> this, this is where we at. It's like it's it's so important to make it through, <laughs> so that you can get on the other side and be a, a reporter and shit, yeah. and be like, "Hey, this shit crazy. This shit crazy." It's like, no, stop. <laughs> stop. Right, right. No, go help the people behind you. Yes, turn around and go go help them clear this out so it can be orderly, so nobody suffocates. Because absolutely, it's, it's ridiculous. It made me think of um. Back in 2011, we went to spring break in Panama City Beach and um, they had a phone party. And so like close to the stage where the DJ was and stuff like by the speakers, they had all this foam start falling out. And then people was like slipping and falling and falling all on top of each other and shit. And like you can't see them because there's so much foam on the ground. So it's it's hard to even distinguish if somebody being stepped on, if somebody's down there trapped, you don't know what's going on. You just like reaching down there, hoping somebody grab your arm so you can help them up. And I remember one of our homeboys had failed and he like kind of a short guy. And so like when he hit the ground, like it took us a second to find that man. But it was like, I know that shit was like scary to be down there and all these people falling over you and stuff. Be like, hold up, hold up. I can't see nothing. I can't move. Like it's gotta be terrifying to be down there like that. And I imagine that's what these people were experiencing. Yeah. That's crazy, man. Um, it's crazy you bring up that story. Because uh, I'm probably the person that was on the other end. It was one night in the whole note, a fight broke out. And I don't know if tell me if you if you ever went to the whole note. I might have went like once. Well, in the whole note is like a double stage. So there was the big stage where people would perform or they were the DJ and then there was a dance floor stage and then there was the regular floor. And mm-hmm. the way it's set up, 
you know, if you didn't know it was there, you was going, you know, you wasn't ready for it. You was definitely going to fall over. But we were so used to walking around it. But that night I got pushed back and I didn't get pushed back physically, but the fight broke out and it was a whole thing because I was in the in between and I didn't know what was going on. I was just like, yo, what's up, bro? You know, I'm talking to my homie. Not to know that the people behind me was trying to get at him. I guess they just got impatient. It was like, all right, we're going to wait for little Steve to stop talking to him. <laughs> I'm going to swing over him. I got to get to who I need to get to. And, you know, everybody gets turned around. I bag up and I fall on this stage. So at the moment, I'm just looking up like, oh, hell. I'm about to get stumped to hell. Because I don't know if they think that, like, me and him are cool. And I don't know if they, like, hey, we're going to thrash everybody who's with him <laughs> type of mode. So the first thing I'm thinking is, like, man, somebody, somebody's going to stump my face in. And I can't get up right now. And just so happened, my homeboy Jody just, all I see is his head come out the corner like, nigga, get your ass up. And he pulls me up and, <laughs> and gets me out the way. <laughs> but just in that little moment of like, you don't know what's happening next and you on your back and it's not a bed or, you know, or anywhere you should be on your back. And yeah. Because, you know, and this chaos going on around you. You don't know what's going to happen. You don't know if more people going to fall over on you or somebody's going to come and <laughs> stomp your face in. You don't know what's going to happen. So I, I, I could a little bit imagine being on the bottom of a pile of like a bunch, a bunch of people. Yeah. Like that's some scary stuff. So yeah. um, I don't know. And I'm glad you brought that up too because now it makes sense because there was a pre-show thing going on on Sneakers app with Travis Scott, the whole Astro World, and there was a kid that said he lost his shoe. He got trampled. I was like, the show hasn't even started. What's, why is that going on? Mm. And the guy gave him his shoes, actually. He was like, here, man, take my shoes. But now that you bring that up, I'm like, goodness gracious, was that not like a like a foreshadowing of like yeah. what was to come? Yeah. Like, that's crazy. Damn. Yeah, that is wild, man. Um, but they it's an ongoing investigation currently. Um, Steve, you put a video up. I I was able to check it out briefly, but the chief of police in Houston he was just like, um, they're still investigating everything and they want everybody to cooperate with them and stuff like that. So we'll find out more information as the days go by. Um and they mm-hmm. you know finish up their investigations about this uh crazy crazy thing that happened at the what about the the people getting stuck in the neck though oh oh the police officer yes yeah so what was said was i think the police i was trying to help people up or break something up and someone came from behind stuck him in his neck with something and put drugs in his system inserted drugs in his system and he he collapsed there and then they uh you know they revived him and once he came to the doctors confirmed like yeah someone stuck you with something like intentionally injected drugs in his system and I was like whoa like that's a <laughs> you talking about a wild and crazy story like yeah. why like why is that even a thought to do see stuff like that makes you think was all this intentional you know what I'm saying? Like, whoever it's it's like uh, 
you think about back about the the Lion King, you know, when uh Mufasa was killed. Was it Mufasa? Yeah, it was him. Yeah, yeah Mufasa was killed. That was set up. Yeah. You know, that's the that whole stampede was set up and everything. So it's like it's almost making you think that somebody set this up to happen. Like with the intentions of like, I'm going to just do this because you think about it, man. Like, you go to a music festival, you're there all day. Mm-hmm. Like, it's not a, I'm going to just show up at 8 and we'll be done by 12.30. No, it's a, the park open at 10 and we're here until 12.30 that night, you know. Absolutely. Um, Because the party, the party is still going, you know. Um, So, for somebody to have a needle and stick somebody with it, like that makes me wonder: Was all this intentionally done or whatnot, man? This, this whole situation is just crazy. I hate that it happened. Yeah, I mean, like it's crazy, man. Anyway, um, praying for the families, praying for everybody that was involved, hoping for speedy recoveries and everything like that. Um, last thing I want to bring up, or we just talk about, is. Kanye West just recently did an interview with Drink Champs. Um, it was like two hours long. I like made it to an hour and forty, maybe an hour and a half. Um, it's a it's a very interesting uh, interview. If you haven't already, just go check it out in pieces. But <laughs> he said one one thing that stood out to me, and uh, was when he was talking about Big Shine. Um, Nori asked him, they was playing a game, a, a drinking game, and Nori was like, Pusha T or Big Sean. Uh, Kanye West goes off stage, picks up this, uh, like, headstone that has RIP on it. And he was like, on my grave, it will read, Big Sean was the worst decision uh, I ever made in signing him or some shit like that. I'm paraphrasing. But, um, he did that, and I think Big Sean. What what uh, article was it that Big Sean responded to? Uh, he responded to. Let me pull it up real quick. It was a uh, so there's actually a few out there because people are talking all over. But the one where Big Sean responded to is hip hop, uh, hip hop XXIV. I don't care. I got it. I got it. Twenty four. By the way, mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> uh, hold on. Let me see. I, Cause I don't want to read everything. Oh, okay. So the response that uh, Big Sean had was, um, was just with this man. He ain't say none of that. And this was after the interview. I'm dying laughing at you at Kanye West. Um, so now, there was, there was some before of what, of why he said that. And it's actually in the article too, oh. um, of what, of why Kanye said it, what he said, and oh um, yeah, yeah, I was gonna get to that part. Oh, cool, cool, cool. <laughs> <laughs> I just want to talk about what Big Sean's response was. He's like, I can't wait to go on drink champs now mm-hmm. as well. But Kanye basically, um, he was saying, and this is a paraphrase because this is a lot of BS. In the middle of it, <laughs> um, and I'm saying that because I didn't like it's, it's just it's crazy. Um, so basically, when I die on my tombstone, it's gonna say I deserve to be here because I signed Big Sean. Kanye said, "I know this man's mama. 
bro, you know what I'm saying? I've changed this man's family, he said. Both John, and he was talking about John Legend, too. Um, mm-hmm. This is why. And both John Legend and Big Sean, when I ran for office first, um, got used got used quick by the Democrats to come at the boy that actually changed their life. And that's some sellout shit. And I don't rock with neither of them. And I need my apologies. Um, honestly, man, that's a uh, that's some bull. <laughs> like straight up, that's, that's some bull, man. Like you, I don't even know what to say about Kanye's run at office. Like, let me get this out. Kanye is a great artist, great producer. I question some of the stuff that he does in his in his life, but that's decisions that he made. Um, but I think Big Sean was a great pickup for him. Like I think Big Sean is like I ain't gonna say he's gonna go down as a goat, but he's definitely a solid artist in today's music, man. Um. Just want to hear what you guys got, to, what you guys think about what Kanye said. Go ahead. And the reason, and the reason <laughs> why. I was going to say, go ahead, G. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, we probably end up saying the same thing. Probably. After hearing it back and read to me next and listen to it, I'm like, just because you have to make a ton of more money, you know, their families don't mean that they're going to agree with you with everything you do. Like, politics. Yeah. They're not like, going to agree with your politics, bro. It's okay. Even if it's not politics, like, there's going to be a disagreement. Like, I don't, I'm, you know, if I'm not a yes man, then I'm not going to say yes to everything you did. And, and I don't remember what was said with the Democratic Party and Big Sean and, and, and John Legend. But what I do know is a lot of stuff that Kanye's, you know, did around that time was a bunch of BS. And a lot of people was like, bro, you know, don't really want to be affiliated with that. You know, uh, so I, really it just, man, Kanye's, He's just too emotional, man, on his petty meter. Like, chill out, man. Like, really, like, just because you help them don't mean they have to go along with everything you do. No. Yeah. That's all I would have said. I'm about to owe you that kind of loyalty, bro. Like, they don't have to vote for the president, bro. Like, they don't, they don't have to do that. That's not a part of their contract or anything like that. You didn't by signing Big Sean, you didn't purchase his vote and his support. That's not how that works. He didn't even know you was running for president when he got signed. <clears throat> you ain't even know you was running for president when he got signed. Mm-hmm. So let's let's chill on it. Yeah, because I haven't seen I haven't seen the uh, the interview yet. And um, when I get up, when we get done with this, I'm definitely gonna go watch it because I want to see it. But I haven't gotten a chance to watch that joint yet. But just by the headlines and stuff that. People have been yeah. saying like this Big Sean thing and and something about Just Blaze as well. It was a bunch of things that he was talking about. <laughs> and I was just like, Blaze is a copycat. <laughs> yeah, I'm just like, come on. Why you come out of left field with all this 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 nonsense? Yeah. It's a lot of times I was like, what? What is this guy talking about? But you know, um it's it's crazy. But then it, it did make me think because I think me and Steve touched on this. I was like, well, who did make some bad decisions? Because I, I don't think Big Sean was a bad decision. 
anybody that signed Big Sean. And Big Sean is doing big things now. Um, yeah. He actually has his own label, and he's his his own artist on his label. So um, shout out to him, man, and, and what he's doing over there. But the question I want to bring to you guys before we end this, in this whole episode is who did make a bad decision in signing an artist or who could have made a, you know, better decision as an artist than being signed to where they were. Um, the first person I was thinking was Wale based off the conversation me and Steve had a few weeks mm-hmm. ago when we were talking about Wale um, and Steve brought up the the theory of Wale hasn't been as creative as he could be um, since he'd been on MMG. Um, and just thinking about it and looking at it and sitting with it a little bit, I was like, I can see that just because Wale Meek Mill fits the bill based off of what he raps about and, and his lifestyle. And um Wale really doesn't fit that bill because of what he raps about in his lifestyle. Like the lifestyle part kind of fits it, but it doesn't. You know, um, and then also them coming from different areas too, which is it's weird because Big Mill uh, is from Philly, but his music reigns a lot in the like it it coexists in the South, like as if he was a Southerner because we all know it's a different sound anyway. So, just wanted to hear what you guys thought and and who you guys thought uh, could have made a better decision in. Signing artists. Let me uh let me push on that uh what you just said a second, um because you were saying it don't seem like he would fit the bill with Double MG, and I'm like, when you say that, do you mean like because of who Ross is? Nah, it's just it's just the uh, when I look at it, it's it's because of who everybody else is, like everybody else is signed. Uh, you know, you th- like I think of MMG. I definitely think of Ross, but I'm also think of how Wale fits himself. You know, like I don't I don't think it's a bad pick as an artist, like mm-hmm. Wale as an artist, but just as looking at Wale, who he is, like he's the dreadheaded guy who's into real uh like sneaker fashion, who's you know, one ambitious girl and like honestly like a family man who knows how to dress you know that's the way I think of him aside from uh, Meek Mill and and Rick Ross who have this street life like I don't I don't see street life from Wale mm. which is one of those things that I appreciate about Wale um, it gives a different it gives rap music a different venture you know hmm and so that's a, that's a, like that's the thing that uh, I kind of was with Steve on when I thought about it. So Steve, that was something that you were saying as well. Is that Wale don't really fit that same MMG mode? I said Steve was more so. You was talking more so about his creativity. Oh, okay, okay, yeah, in, yeah, in MMG. Uh, I think what what happened was I, I think somebody brought it up. And I can't remember exactly who, who now because I think it was out of your, your group, your uh, group chat. Uh, I don't I think I'm not sure. Man. Man. I know you brought. I can't remember thing. exactly, but I know that somebody brought up the theory of that Wale hasn't been, you know, what I'm saying as creative since he like MMG 
pretty much held his career back. And he hasn't been the creative Wale that we grown to love pre-MMG, you know, uh, post-MMG. He just didn't sing. And, and when I thought about it, I looked into it and I was like, I kind of agree. Like, I, I, and then I, I thought deep and I'm like, all right, why is that? Is it because he's trying to fit this mold within within MMG? Because, I mean, we bring up, like, we can bring up, all right, Wale, Stanley, Rocky Fresh, right? Those guys are kind of, in, in you know, the same, in a sense, or like they're similar, so they kind of fit together. But then I look at them, I'm like, but none of them really had, except for Wale, none of them really had that success that we thought that they were. Mm-hmm. And why is that? And then when I look at Meek, I'm like, all right, Meek is thriving. And then when I look at Gunplay, I'm like, at a point, Gunplay, Gunplay was thriving. And then Ross, and I look at that and I put that together, I'm like, oh, shoot. They kind of fit that Ross MMG mold, you know? Yeah. So I'm wondering, what was it? Go ahead. No, that's why I had asked about, like, is it because of, like, who Ross is? Because I feel like with MMG being Ross's label, I think that most of the stuff that the label does is going to be based off of what they learned about working with Ross. And so like things like advertisements and marketing and those kind of things are going to be lessons that you learn using Ross as the artist. And so if you try to apply the same marketing uh, techniques and the same advertising techniques that you use for Ross to a Wale, it may not work the same. Yeah. Cause he's not Absolutely. the same kind of artist. It might translate to a meat meal, like you said, because he has like this street background mm-hmm. and those audiences are going to be similar. But like when you're trying to cross over into more of that backpack rapish lane with, mm-hmm. with like Savage and, yeah. uh, and Rocky Fresh and Wale, it's like this ain't necessarily they audience. <laughs> that you trying to push them to. You pushing them to the wrong place, I guess. Yeah. And um, I guess that's what you were saying, Tommy, is like maybe they just was pushing them towards the wrong thing by signing Wale to MMM, to MMG. <laughs> I was going to say MMMG. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so I, when that question came up, I, I had to look back at all right, what did he make previously and what did he make after as well. Mm-hmm. And I, I, I do feel like even with the promotion part, absolutely. But then also, I think a part of uh, a part of Wale was trying to fit in as well, mm-hmm. you know, because because that point he was like wearing black like all the time, things like that. Like at a point, yeah. he, he didn't have dreads at one point, and like yeah. he had these shades, and it was like, okay, <laughs> like I don't know if you become a star Wale or if you trying to fit in with what's going. Well, not I don't want to say fit in. But if you're adapting things from them, you know what I'm saying? So, yeah. 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 But back to your original question, Tommy. Like, the only person I can think of is uh, Iggy Azalea. Mm-hmm. Damn, I didn't even think about her. But yes, she's prime I, I example. A, a big ass <laughs> flop. That was like, nah, don't do that. Prime bro. example. <laughs> yeah. It wasn't a good idea. Man, yeah. yeah, I forgot completely about her, man. And she's still trying. She's still out here. Yeah, yeah she had like she project from like last year or something. Yeah, like I was like, man, she's more of an Instagram model than and and a music artist. So, like, but I always thought it was like I hate to say this, man, but I liked her. 
At the beginning of her career, yeah, she was steady. like, she came on the scene with with some with some fire. We was like, all right, we rocking with her. I think that was more of her and whatever she. I remember she went through some stuff and all that, and then yeah. Tip was even like, look, Iggy on Iggy, I whatever. And next thing you know, her music started to suffer. Uh, we didn't care about it anymore, and it was like. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I guess that's the end of Iggy Azalea. Instagram model that she is now. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Like, dog, yeah. damn, I ain't even, like, I completely forgot about her. Like, she, her more than, more than Wale. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. like, damn, that's a, yeah. That was talking a, about, uh, talking about Wale made me think about, um, like, at the time when I, when, when, like, MMG was first being formed. I remember Ross reaching out and trying to get uh, Wiz Khalifa to be a part of Double MG. That would be and, mm. and Wiz had Wiz had the foresight to say, "Hell no!" Yeah, like that's <laughs> that's not the right fit there. But yeah. I remember Ross on the video saying, "Wiz Khalifa, like, what's it gonna take to get you to be part of Maybach Music Group?" And like that was his like put out to the world like. And then Wiz's response was just like, that's not gonna work. <laughs> Type yeah. Of yeah. <laughs> like, no, nah, no, nah. like I respect what Ross is doing. You know, he gave like the, the PC answer. Like, I respect what they're doing over there, but you know, I got my own thing going. But basically it was like, this ain't gonna work. That ain't right, gonna be right. right, right. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. Hell no, nah, that wouldn't have worked, man. But you know, a lot of people look at trying to build their their roster out just because they need to build their roster out. I was, I'm thinking, I'm sitting back and thinking about uh, good music because that's what Big Sean was signed to. Man, they had, at one point, they had 2 chains, Big Sean, I think John Legend, Pusha T, Tiana mm-hmm. Taylor. Um, who else? Kid Cudi was on good music at one point. Um, yeah. Like, he had a roster. Yeah. I wonder like, if they still there. To, huh? I wonder if they're, like, still there. Just no I one think, ever... I'm, I'm honestly not sure if they are yeah. or not, but I know that those were on, like, at one point they were on there. Um, Common yeah. was on there too. Who was? Common. And, yeah, uh, Common was. Common was. was. Yeah. Yeah. Man, they, like, they had a fucking squad, man. I would put that squad up against a lot of folks <laughs> because, like, these are established artists, bro, that. Yeah. Made good music with a with a, uh yeah uh can't even think of the word with Kanye yeah but it makes like like as an artist Kanye yeah. is amazing like his personal decision I can't always agree with but as an artist producer rapper he's amazing um so him saying that about Big Sean is is just he's just salty about his uh political aspirations and them not supporting it. That's all that came from. Um, I'm still sitting up here trying to think of a bad pickup for record label. Well, um, taking it back, like uh, Player Circle didn't really work out with uh, DTP. It didn't. Mm -hmm. Or uh, Chingy. Chingy was on DTP too. Yeah. (laughs) Chingy, Chingy, like Chingy kind of self-destructed. Yeah, himself. I was gonna say Chingy just yeah. like it was that song, like that one album he did. He didn't have anything else after that. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I, I think he got the big head too. Yeah. And some stuff happened behind the scenes and him and Luda didn't, and then yeah. next thing you know, it was just gone. That played circle <laughs> those. Yeah. Uh, I don't know how you could have made that. Like if you would have stayed there, you'd just been holding back two chains. Pretty much. Yeah, pretty much. I think it would have been whole I think if player circle never would have signed there and signed somewhere else that knew how to push them, I think player circle would be still together yep. today. Uh if not two chains would just be who he is today. But Buster Rhymes um, on Cash Money. Cash Money had a bunch of just signing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was just signing motherfuckers. Yeah, just just to sign. Yeah. I'm gonna throw one out there, uh, because I haven't yet for one. But I'm going to throw one out there because I was sitting there thinking for the longest, like, who is that mistake? Because I didn't want to do an obvious one. Like, I could say Emil <laughs> from, you know, Rockefeller and all that. Uh, but I didn't want to throw something obvious. And I hate it. I think Emil got a raw deal. I think I don't know what happened there. But uh, I'm going to throw out one and I'm going to say Freddie Gibbs. And, easy. Yeah. Mm. And yeah. I think it was a mistake on both parts because I think, I don't think Jeezy, and even to this day, I don't think Jeezy is that guy to push artists or he doesn't, I don't know what he, I think is, I think my opinion is, is kind of what we said about Ross. He wants to adapt things that he did kind of like, Hey, this is what I did and it worked to artists, but they don't have that, that hold that he had so it doesn't work because a Jeezy comes along once in a lifetime. That movement comes along once in a lifetime. It's never going to be duplicated. So I think that's why it didn't work. But I think also on Freddie Gibbs and it was I, I don't know what would I still today don't know what went wrong. I know he explained that, you know, this and that. I think, you know, business and personal mix and I at that moment, he was, you know, him and Jeezy clash. So I always say Freddie Gibbs, even though we see what Freddie Gibbs is now, mm-hmm. I still really was like, when he signed, like, when he signed with a Jeezy, I was like, yeah. And that's how we first, that's how a lot of us first got introduced to him. So it was a big thing, but I think the opportunity wasn't, uh, what's the word, executed properly. Mm-hmm. And I think it all fell apart. So I, I, I will say, I, I would say Freddie Gibbs. Hmm. Hmm. I can see that. Yeah. I was thinking about uh I was thinking of two people actually. Um and I, I'm one of them is like I kind of I'm on the fence. Well, I guess both of them is kind of like on the fence. I think of currency with his initial signing to um shit to to uh, and cash money. And cash money. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> For him to, to go off and make his own imprint, which is jet life. Uh, Jet Life recordings and it's like minus him leaving both of those mm-hmm. like we don't get what we got today like I think he picked up a lot of experience from going through those camps and then like taking that to build his own thing and then the other one I'm thinking about is is Saha the Prince because he also is good music oh yeah good yeah yep and I feel like Saha is super 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 talented like I think that nigga Oh, I've always thought that nigga was cold, but I always be like, why didn't he get further along than what he did? I don't know what the answer to that question is. Honestly, it just kind of never went further. Yeah, absolutely. Because I mean, at a point, we was all looking at him. It was like, this gonna be the next Ti. Man, and like yeah. 
we know he writes for people and he does all these things, but whatever, it just didn't translate. It didn't connect. It didn't stay. It, but yet we know he's hard. Like, yeah. Under, you know what? Now that you bring that up, oh my goodness, I feel like it just flooded my whole head. Yeah, I got I got one in my head too, bro. <laughs> like ma- majority of the young money signings, some of them were, some of them just wasn't ready. But mm-hmm. uh, Peter Gunn's son, what was his name? Corey Gunn. Uh, Corey Gunn's. Corey Gunn's. Yeah, I think that was a huge mistake. It just didn't. He didn't. For whatever reason, it just didn't fit there. And now we don't have them at all. Yeah. Uh, it just didn't work. I mean, Tiger too. Yeah. Tiger, Tiger is, yeah. Yeah. no matter what we say about him, Tiger is like, Tiger is dope. He can put out some records. He can rap. But yeah, Tiger was supposed to be bigger than what he is, though. Absolutely. Absolutely. And it, it Tiger just, is a lot like Wale. It seemed like they got pigeonholed. Yeah. yeah. It seemed like... Tiger turned into like party anthem dude. Yeah. Wale turned into rap song with R&B hook dude. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The modern day Ja Rule. Wow. Um, G-Unit. <laughs> it's yeah. one that, I, that comes to mind. Uh, Why would G-Unit? Young Buck. I don't think Young Buck fit G-Unit. Also, uh, uh, is it Tony Yayo? See, I, I would I don't, I don't, I don't disagree like, with that. I, I never thought Tony Yayo could rap. And then the game came out of nowhere. The game was successful because mm-hmm. of G Unit, but also because of uh Dr. Dre affiliations and stuff too. But I don't think it 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 really was a I think Young Buck suffered the most with G Unit, but I just feel like um Game came out of nowhere, like because I I think about the G Unit album, and I felt like thinking about it now, it's like they had a few tracks that was that was nice, but then it, it's like it really didn't flow well. Maybe I gotta listen to it again, but I didn't think that those guys flow well together at all. See, I, that one's yeah, that was a tough <laughs> one because if you if you go around, people say that. Uh, G Unit is is spoke about just like you would talk about Dipset. Uh, we don't get buck without G Unit, and I mean Tony Ayo can rap, but somehow they made Tony Ayo a star. <laughs> you know, know like that happened. And far as game, we don't get Game's first classic album without it. So I don't know. G Unit, uh, yeah, well, I, 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 I don't, don't know about G Unit. Bad decision, but it's just like it didn't really. It was kind of hot. It was like a hodgepodge of people put together to be mm-hmm. successful. I guess they, you can say they the blueprint of how you just go pick up anybody. But he didn't <laughs> pick up anybody, though. Nah, they just had them five, right? It was, but uh, Yayo and, and Banks and 50 Lord were all Banks, friends. That's who it was. Mm-hmm. Like, I couldn't remember his name. I, they didn't he pick up random people. Album this year, too, I think. Yeah, they didn't pick up random people because Banks and Yayo and, and and 50 were, you know, they were tight and they end up coming across Buck, you know, a little later on mm-hmm. due to the whole thing with Cat, uh, with Juvenile, yeah. which 50 was opening up for him. And oh. then the only random thing was the game. They just didn't have nowhere to fit him. So they put him with G Unit. So they wasn't random. The only person that was random was the game. I would say the game, 
Actually, nah. I, nah, I can't say that. I can't say that there was no mistake. Because you don't yeah. get, like, that's G-Unit. And, yeah. you you know. I don't know. I just wasn't a huge fan of G-Unit. I'm right there with you. I, I wasn't. think it worked out. I think, um, but I think, honestly, it's it's kind of hard to point to an example of an artist-led label that works for real, <laughs> like for a long period of time. You do get a little bit of success, normally from like the initial offering of like, oh, okay, this is a thing. But mm-hmm. then after that, it don't really stick around. Yeah, <laughs> It don't really be like something that you look back and be like, oh yeah, they still doing their thing with this artist. Yeah. No, that as far as like, no. okay. yeah, like yeah. those artists, they normally move on. And then, like you just said about Big Sean earlier, like they start their own label. Mm-hmm. It kind of starts its own little process of like, I don't know. It's like we don't even, it's like the artists are not plugged into actually developing a, a label. It's just a way. It's the next thing for them to do. Yeah, it's like something else to do outside of just making the music. I yeah, this is my label to branch off to see if I can get some other people involved. Mm-hmm. It's know. when it's the disconnect when rappers turn execs. Yeah, there you go. Uh, because at that point, how do you? It's the Michael Jordan example. You know when he oh. became the owner of the Wizards. Yeah, and then Perfect. he came back to play with the Wizards, but he had to give up ownership to play. Yeah, mm-hmm. but with a rapper, it's. I'm still playing, but also I am uh, signing on to the yeah. ownership. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And, you know, I think that's what it is. Uh, the only label I could say that's artist ran that stood for a long time until it demised would be Rockefeller. Yeah. Uh, and even though it ended, it, it stood the test of time for a long for it had a really long run until yeah. it stopped because uh, Death Row wasn't artist ran you know uh, Sugar was the CEO and then we all know what happened with No Limit uh, Cash Money may be the next example yeah but you know of course the last remaining figure which is Wayne is there but folk, but you know what Cash Money could be that example because somehow they end up back there well, yeah. Like Juvie's back there, you know. Turk uh, got out of jail, and I don't know if he's signed back there, but he, no, nah, he got his own thing. But you know, they 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 talk or whatever. And then Wayne, Wayne never left yeah. uh, essentially until he had his issue. But that can also be an example of when rappers turn execs and they don't, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah. So, uh, I can so yeah I can see that point with G Unit. Uh, but I'm not gonna say that they work. I don't think I don't, that was. I don't a think it's a, like let's rephrase a mistake, but it's just random. Because I I want to say this random one too. Tina Marie was signed to Cash Money, and I'm done, guys, for the day. So, <laughs> but we know that Cash Money was signed to anyone and everybody. Snoop was signed to Cash Money. Was he? <laughs> yeah. That's how you got the <laughs> the Wolf Mother. You know that how ha- that, that was no limit, man. No, no limit. Yeah, my bad. Yeah. Still, that is like for Mac me, Ten was signing the cash money. How about that? <laughs> Mac Ten was signing the cash money. How I about did not that? know that. I did not. Bangle Ball. Yeah, yeah, he was. Man, but Tina Marie though, bro. Square <laughs> biz lady. 
Yeah, but random square bs. Yeah. <laughs> but random is different from a mistake. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Yeah. But I can connect the dots with genuine. I know the story, so I was like, oh, yeah. It's interesting how they your shit, wasn't it? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, name? Another random one was uh Omari I was with double MG for a second. Was it? Yeah. Yeah, he sure was. Yeah. He sure was. That shit was so random to me. I was like, how? <laughs> and that's the per- and that's actually the example of that may correlate back to Wale because remember Omarion joined and then next thing you know he was like wait this nigga walking around acting like hard as hell like like what is wrong with him <laughs> you know because we was used to you know do your dance and enjoy yourself that might sign with MMG and now we figured out that he got gangbangers in his family and all that and, and so that I that's what I think the man was made back home. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It, it's like you go over there and you completely change, and I that's think funny. that's why it just didn't fit because you started to take on the persona of the boss, which is what Ross. You, what you, yeah, yeah, yeah. See, you got a question for us, man? So before we end this thing, oh man, uh, I thought that was gonna be the question. It can be, we'll but I, let's make it official, man. What what is it? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> You threw me a loop for it because you asked it. I thought that was going to be a <laughs> But uh, that was let, y'all, man. But, you know. Let's do this. Let's do something different. Uh, yo, y'all thoughts. Social media Social media question of the, of the week will be, do you think that the Stampede the uh, at uh, Astro World Travis Scott's uh, festival could have been prevented and why? Because I when me and when me Woodbury was just talking, it was like a high moment of like, yo, that could have been completely foreshadowing what was to come when mm-hmm. they were tearing down, when they tore down that gate just to get into the, the event. So let us know. Do you think that it could have been prevented? So, yeah. And we ain't asking y'all to be like cops or nothing or go right. through this long thing. Just, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Give us an answer and why. Yeah. Well, anyway, with that being said, guys, thank you once again for listening to another episode of Speak Geek Podcast. Um, if you haven't already, please go subscribe to the channel. Also, uh, subscribe to the podcast wherever you listen to podcasts from. I know uh, I personally use Spotify. Steve uses Apple Podcasts, and I think G uses Apple Podcasts too. Um, so uh, check those out on there. As well as follow us on Instagram and Facebook at Speaker Geekers Podcast. You can also follow me on Instagram at I am Tommy T the third. You got Steve at the great Steve O Steve. And you got Greg at it's not in sleep. Uh <laughs> Barry, man. Barry made of Bear, wood. Barry made of wood, man. Uh you can follow us there on Instagram as well, man. Um, with that being said, guys, you got anything else? That is a no. Greg is currently (laughs) shaking his head no. If you're listening, (laughs) Steve just gave a look as to say, no, I don't. So with that being said, I'm out. Peace. 